Hello and welcome to I Wouldn't Have Done It Like That. Um, my name is Charlie and I'm joined here today by Simon, also known as my father. Say hello. Hello. Um, today we're going to be discussing, uh, first of all, who we are. Um, I'm sure many people listening to this are um, people that we probably know, uh, but if it, if it reaches out to a wider audience, then that's all the better for it. Um, so first of all, who we are. I... I'm Charlie, and I'm 18 years old, and I've just finished my A-levels. Um, I'm currently in this like, interim period between um, between knowing what's going on and knowing, not, and knowing what's not going on. You're basically hashtag a COVID kid. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and so, like, uh, exam results are undecided as, as of recording this. Um, and basically the whole pandemic is, uh, screwing with my head a little bit. Um, and I think that that's where this podcast sort of comes into it. Um, and do you want to explain to everyone who, who you are? Um, I am a retired, uh, banker with a lot of opinions and, um, I like to voice my opinions, which doesn't always get heard. Um, so yes, I've just come along for the ride. We're in lockdown, there's nothing else to do. <laughs> I'm glad to see you have the appreciation for this podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, so our, our intentions with this podcast is to sort of discuss a, a range of topics, um, but mainly to sort of ha- have have a ra- ha- have a large focus on sort of my age group. Um, and well, well here's a, so let's start with this. Here's a question that I would ask you, right? If I had said to you back in September of 2019, right? If I'd have said to you back in September of 2019, there is going to be a pandemic around about February, March, which will spread across the globe. It originate in China. It will spread across the globe. Um, lots and lots of people will catch it. It will be quite deadly. It will kill a percentage of people. And you'll all go into lockdown for a very, very long time. You won't be able to socialise with your friends and you'll basically have to find something to do at home because, oh, by the way, your school's cancelled and your exams are cancelled. There'll be no A-levels. You will get given your A-levels based on your work ethic, commitment, effort, mock exams, uh, everything you've done for the last two years. Your teacher will assess you on that and you will be given an A-level result on the back of that. If I'd have told you that back in 2019, what would you have done differently? I, I can imagine if I'd have told you that back in 2019, if I'd have told that to anybody First out there all, back I in 2015, you'd have thought I was a bloody nutcase. But it's around and it's here. What would you have done differently? Is there just something in the back of your mind, just a, like, a little niggle that would might, might have said, oh, what if Simon's right? I think, um, hmm. I think first, first of all, as you said, I would have considered you a complete nutcase. Um, well, you do that every day anyway. <laughs> um, but like, first of all, I wouldn't consider you a nutcase, and the fact that that there was just—I mean—that's such a array of circumstances for it to happen is is um, almost like the chances of you being born. I mean, it's just. Well, we'll come on to that at a later stage a later for stage. sure. But um, I, I think, I think it's almost like being told, "Oh, you—it's like the red button sort of theory." Um, if someone places you in a room with a red button and they say, "Don't push it." You'll go. I'm a perfectly law-abiding citizen. And I won't push the button, but it'll always be in the back of your mind that you want to push it and sort of stuff. So, I think that 
I don't think I necessarily would have worked harder because I I already well, had quite well, a good. But, well, do you do you say you wouldn't have worked harder? Do you say you wouldn't have worked harder because you you feel you were already working hard and putting in the greatest effort you could possibly put in? And the only person that can answer that is you, as I've always said to you. The amount of effort you put in, you know, doesn't matter to me the amount of effort you put in because you are you. If you want to learn, you'll learn. If you don't want to learn, you won't learn. And no amount of ball yeah, aching from yeah. me is going to change you to do that, right? So 100%. when I turn around to you and say, you know, how much effort are you putting into it? Only you can actually turn around and say, oh, I think I'm putting the right amount of effort in. And to be honest with you, you can tell me you're putting 100% of effort when you're actually only putting 25% of effort in. And I mean, it's, like, it's a little bit like a game of golf. You're only cheating yourself, right? I mean, Yeah, uh, and 100%. I, I, I think I, if you would have told me that, I would have sat there and sort of gone, well, okay, I'll, I'll, start, I'll start trying a, a little bit more with question marks around it almost. Um, but I've always... As uh, on a personal level, I've always been um, quite. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I was one hundred percent academic, but I was always quite on it, like making sure I had stuff done and and sort of putting in my effort. But I'm I'm certain that there are probably a lot of people out there who would turn around and go, I would have put in a lot more effort because there's going to be some people who will be getting their grades based off of effort which they know wasn't their 100%, wasn't their 110%. And I think that's the saddest part about this, is the fact that people people are now scared what their grades will be. And with that, you comes this time of just not knowing what's going on. So in... So in, in- in essence, I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing when you all look back and say, oh, yes, yeah, I could I would, turn around and say, I'd yeah, try 150. Exactly, right. But so that that basically tells you that there's something that you need to be, you need to be on your, this whole virus thing is basically letting, well, it's not just young people, it's letting everybody know that you've got to be on your game all the time. You've got to live in the present. You've got to be doing everything to the best of your ability now, because you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, as I say, hindsight's a wonderful thing. We can all turn around and say, oh, I would have done this differently, and I would have done this differently. You know, if, I mean, yes, if I'd have known COVID-19 was going to put us all in lockdown, would I have gone out and bought 100 cans of tomato soup? Well, probably. Well, not that you like tomato soup, but you, you get my point. I mean, why, why did all these people go out and, you know, buy all this toilet roll? Again, no one's actually answered me that one. I don't. I'm not sure that having the virus makes you crap anymore. But, <laughs> but you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. And now those people are looking back and they're going, oh, oh, um, there was no need to buy all of that. See, and the thing is, that, and this is one thing I learned from the financial markets, because I went through in 25 year career, I went through so many crises, financial crises in the markets. Oh, you I had like, like crises, crises. Um, that were unprecedented. Now that is a horrible word. Um, unprecedented. Unprecedented. Someone's got to find a new word for that. Um, where was I? Yeah. So financial crisis. Like you had the, the credit crisis. You had the um, you had the uh, the bearings um, when bearings went bust, uh, courtesy of Mister Leeson. Um, all these different things have happened. And one thing I can draw upon with that experience, and I think if you look back at this. COVID-19, from where it's come from to where we're going, 
whenever you see a crisis coming, you under-prepare because you don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, and that's, that could be translated very much into the way A-levels and everything. Well, exactly, because you, 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 you could see COVID-19 coming. I mean, if you think about it, if you, if you sat back and went, hang on a minute, just after Christmas, this COVID-19 thing came out in China... There was no way they were ever going to contain it just in China because people travel, and because people travel, it is going to spread across the globe. I mean, for for me, I think that I think the the funniest thing that happened was um, I was at school, and um, one of my teachers turned around and said to me, um, "Oh no!" I turned around to him and I said, "Oh, sir, do you think we'll be here like next week and everything?" And he goes, "No, nah, I won't be here next Monday." And I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. This is on like a this is on a Wednesday of that current week, um, and I turned around to him and I said, no, I'm 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 fairly certain we'll be here next week. There's no way they shut schools and cancel exams for this and everything. People are getting too into their own heads and everything. And anyway, so he said, all right, if that's what you think, um, box of celebrations, like bet on it and everything. I was like, all right. So anyway, go home went Wednesday night. Turn up Thursday. School sent out an email saying we won't be here Friday and we won't be here for the foreseeable future. Little do- next thing you know, I'm sending Dad down to get me a box of celebrations and taking it into school. I mean, <laughs> which by the way, you haven't paid me for. And, <laughs> and second, well, there's there's a couple of lessons to be learnt here. Firstly, I'm assuming that was Mr. Finn. Was it Mr. Finn? Yeah. Right. Okay. Firstly, you never bet with Mr. Finn because you always lose. <laughs> and secondly, he's a teacher. He's got some bloody inside information. <laughs> I mean, this I mean, this is the first principle of trading. You don't do it. However, so there was this crisis coming, right, which you were underprepared for, right, but this is every crisis that ever comes, every crisis in the financial market. The crisis comes, it's heading towards us, and we underprepare. When we're in the middle of the crisis, we massively overreact. Massively overreact. So we underprepare on the way in, and then when we get in there, we massively overreact going out and buying all the toilet tissue and all the pasta. I mean, that made me laugh. Everybody bought pasta, but no one bought the bloody sauce. What are these people eating? And then I went down to Sainsbury's two weeks later, and there was pasta on the shelf, but no sauce. I mean, this... buying it in bulk. It's 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 a herd mentality. It's not rational. The one thing you can't get at the moment is um, Cadbury's dairy milk. You can get all the different flavours with Oreos and... But you cannot just get plain Cadbury's dairy milk. This is ridiculous. People having a lot of Um, chocolate. But that's the point of the crisis. You go in underprepared and then when you get in there you overreact and that is every single crisis that's ever been through the financial markets every single crisis mm. that's ever been through the kind well, the financial market the the credit crunch that basically took uh, banks to the brink of financial ruin i mean it was the worst it's the worst financial catastrophe in over a hundred years Everybody saw it coming and did nothing. And then when we were in the middle of it, that's why you see these. That's why you see financial markets sell off massively because everybody overreacts when they get in there. Mm. And but that's the whole point of the pandemic. So if I had said to you back in twenty nineteen, this thing is going to come along, would you have actually have done anything different? No, probably not. Probably not. So the interesting thing now is you've got this situation where kids and this 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 is I this I actually think I think is very important. So we have this crisis, we're in this lockdown. Uh, the 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 elderly and the vulnerable communities are coming together. They're looking after they're looking after people in the community. 
Um, you're talking about the NHS workers every Thursday. You open your windows, your doors, you come out, smash your pots and pans, clap for these NHS workers who are literally, you know, they're they they're, they're going above and beyond the call of duty. I mean, like there's, I mean, like there's been reports of like them wearing bin liners as protective. Well, they're going above and beyond the call of duty yeah. to, to help and save us and people care care workers and you know people having to visit old people in their homes and stuff like that and everybody's trying to pull together. But there is one group of people who I personally think have been completely forgotten in this entire crisis. And that is hashtag the COVID kids as you know we all call well I say we yeah. all call them as as we your your generation is probably going to end up yeah. being known you know because we got our exams off because the back you got of the exams it. off the back of a virus but no one's actually talking about you guys it's like right school you went to school school said all oh, right that's it we you know we're out of here shut off the lights you know last one out of, turn off the lights don't come back You'll get your exam results in uh, July or August. I think it's August now, isn't it? But you'll get your you'll get your results, and then we'll work it out from there. Right. Okay. So we're now on the beginning of May. We've been doing this for five weeks. I yeah. don't think in the last five weeks I've seen a government minister or somebody representing the education um, department ever come on the TV and say, "Hey, kids, how are you feeling? How are you doing?" Because this must be seriously screwing with a lot of kids. Yeah, mental health. I, I would say, well, I wouldn't say it's. Well, I, I, I don't like to say that I, what I'm thinking about is mental health and stuff, but. Um, no, but mental health comes in many guises, right? It yeah, of be. course, of course. We and all have mental health. I think, I think that. It's like, how healthy you keep the it. Way, the way that I've sort of. I, I wouldn't say that I've handled it perfectly, um, because it is. It is hard to. It's hard to sort of process it all. Because you basically you're getting on the last didn't you back there um, on the on the last day of school you're getting told right leave and you've got to say goodbye to everyone that you've been doing A levels with for two years or if you're in like the school that I was like um, and you've been with them since lower years and stuff that you've I mean school basically becomes a, a second family to you some some people even see like people at school more than they see their own families I would I would 110% mark that right yeah and I think for them to turn around and go right and I'm not complaining about the fact that they did this and said right the country's health is more important than your education because I, I understand that I mean but for for them to turn around and go right shut up shop and leave and then not say anything for 5 weeks is it's it's hard it's hard to process because you don't really know what you should be doing or what you should be thinking. But then again, um, that's not. I mean, to be honest with you, yeah. Anybody who is doing their final year of GCSEs, I mean, your sister's doing her final year of GCSEs, and you're doing your final year of A levels. So I've had a double whammy, haven't I? Um, but to anybody who's had their education in um, your education has been interrupted, right? The summer term isn't going to take place. Your school's probably not going back till September. So. Every every kid out there, you know, from whatever age, is going to have a little problem with, you know, processing. Well, hang on a minute, I'm not meant to be at home all this. I mean, you go to school, and school is an institution, uh, but school is somewhere where you know you go. You know what time you got to be there in the morning. You know what time you're coming home at night. Um, you know roughly who you're going to see on a daily basis. You know who's going to be teaching you. You know roughly what you're going to be taught. You know roughly where you're meant to be at any given stage, right? Because that's the way the day plans out. All of a sudden, to be plucked out of that and stuck in your house 
Okay, it's not like you're being plucked up and you know chucked into a foreign country, but it's to an extent it's it's a little bit unnatural because it's not the routine that you're used to. Mm. So that that in itself gives you you know is going to raise a certain amount of anxiety and a certain amount of stress levels in most people that would be the same. I mean we're all having to be here. It's raising stress levels in a lot of people, I'm sure. But what I think is what I think is is relevant to A level students for certain, maybe GCSE students because maybe you're going off to college or maybe you're going to a different school to do your A levels or something. But you've lost that rite of passage, right? So yeah, you knew school was going to end, right? You knew it was going to come to an end. Well, at some yeah, point, yes. right. But you had the you had a time to process it in your mind. There was a there was a timetable leading up to it. You would do your final exam. You would then celebrate with your mates or what have you. Woohoo! School's out, etc., etc., etc. You'd then have your, you know, you'd have the day when you can run around being, I don't know, what's it called, muck up day or whatever it is, where you can run around and you can yeah, be, yeah, yeah. be who you want to be and take the Mickey or the piss out of everybody else. And then you get, you know, you get your leavers party or dinner or whatever it is that different schools do. Some schools have like the proms, don't they, and all this kind of thing. And that's gone. It's not there. Okay, you may go back to it and have a reunion at some stage, but it's not going to be the same. When I left school, when I finished doing my A-levels, I had that sense of process. My last A-level, you know, that that afternoon, anybody who just finished that A-level and people who'd already finished their A-levels, we all met in the pub and we went with our teachers. And yeah. your teachers became your mates. They stopped teaching you and they became your mates. Do you know what I mean? They became people that could probably help you at some point in the future. Well, so the interesting thing here is now is you've lost that rite of passage. How are you going to deal with it? And um, and what's your next step going out into the the big wide world? And I think think the biggest issue is that if if you finished... Like, for example, I finished... um, a well, I haven't finished, but I've I've been told that A levels are finished and done. That the natural thing, like for me, if if you're doing a gap year, would be to go out, get a part time job, and spend a year either travelling or working on whatever business or craft that you're doing. Um, and obviously. If you're going off to university, you'd have your summer, you'd then go straight into university and you're in there for the next four years. Um, I think it's hard when you've said to yourself, I'm going to have a gap year, more so than university, because university, at some point, you know that you're going to be going in the next, in the next maybe, I don't know how long it's going to be, eight months or something, um, depending on what lo- when lockdown is finished. But with a gap year... You're basically being told that you now have, in essence, just just shy of like two years off, basically. But they're two years like with a gap year. There's there's two years, but it's a restricted two years because oh, the chances yeah, of you being able to go right, okay, I, you know, I want to go and work in a ski resort, or I want to go and work, I don't know, you know, I want to go here, there, I want to go travelling. That, that that could be curtailed as well. So that gap year, all of a sudden, does your gap year then become like a lock? It's another lockdown year. It's like a year yeah. where you can't really do anything. And the other thing is as well, when you get out the other side of this, I mean, look at British Airways laid off 12,000 people. Ryanair laid off 3,000 people. I mean, people are being furloughed, i.e. the government's picking up their 80% of their wages, etc., etc. at the moment. 
But when they come out the other side of this, those furlough people, do they know that they actually have a job to go back to? Because there's a lot of businesses that are going to go to the wall on the back of this. Yeah, and that's... that's... So those jobs of like pubs and pubs, restaurants, where people of your age would go, oh, I'll go and get myself a a job in there, right? Part-time job. The chances of them opening up before Christmas, well, they're sounding a little bit slim. So Mm. that form of employment's gone. Not to mention the amount of unemployed people that are going to be out there after this whole thing finishes. So... What do you do then? Is it? Do you then become? Hey, but I mean, personally, I think there's a great opportunity for you to you, your generation to be very entrepreneurial. But that's that's my point. I would um, now. I don't know any of the statistics or anything on on this, but um, from the general census of the f- of of my friends, most of us are taking a gap year because we want to have that year to be creative. We want to have that year to be able to make money off of the creative things that we're doing. Um, and so having a part-time job would help support that, obviously, because you can't consistently put on your parents. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for, for you to not be able to have a part-time job, it's... it's and I, th- I think this is also the reason why I've started this podcast, is trying to expand my media sort of representation and to try to try and make something out of it um but the ideas now of even like even if you wanted to start like a youtube channel or something um where you're going on adventures and stuff like that that's gone that's gone all them prospects are out the window um like or if you're a film student and you're making films and now that's gone out the window because you can't go and make films or you're a music artist and you can't go and perform live anywhere so therefore you i mean Everyone says that you make most of your money off streaming. You don't. You make most of your money off um, performing live and stuff. Streaming is just there to keep you relevant. Um, And so to have all of them different opportunities cut off, um, it's hard. It's it's definitely difficult. But then, then, so, well, the other thing we have to remember is that, you know, throughout time, the the human being is is probably the most resilient animal on the planet right i mean you know the industrial revolution came along and all of a sudden everybody went "Uh all these machines are going to come in and take my jobs and you know steam engines and all this kind of thing and they came out the other side of that you know and we found jobs exactly and then technology comes along you know when i first started in the city there were uh, your average well foreign exchange desk that i was on was there were probably about 15 16 of us Nowadays, that same foreign exchange desk probably survives with around about two people because technology has come in and stepped in and taken away... Uh, well, I say taken away, it's it's doing the job that those other 13 people could do. Um, you know, it, it doesn't need that human intervention. So that those jobs are gone. That doesn't mean to say there's 13 traders out there all sat on their backside doing nothing because they're all unemployed... No, they've reinvented themselves and they've stayed relevant. And that, again, that's what you need to be doing. You need to make sure you stay relevant in today's society. So I think generally the human race will... I mean, the human race, of course the human race will continue. The sun will still rise in the morning and it will still go down in the evening. Yeah? And we will adapt. It's about how... I think what is interesting is about how your you kids... How you handle this? Do you sit down and say, 
oh, well, that's it. I'm going to be given my A-levels, blah, 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 and, oh, this is so depressing and what have you. Or do you stand up, you punch COVID-19 in the face and you say, I don't care. I don't care. I, I know my direction. I know what I want to do. I'm going to do it. And I think that is more important for you. And also, I think the other thing is that people of your generation have to realise as well that you are not a... Um, you're not surplus to requirements. You are the generation. Yeah. You are the generation that are going to have to actually probably get us out of the mess we're in, because we are going to be economically. We are going to be paying for this virus for many, many years to come, and your generation is probably the generation that is actually going to save us, so to speak. <laughs> Superheroes. Well, yeah. Put your cape on, and but. So you you have a un I think you have a unique opportunity. I feel very sad for you, in the sense of I don't think anybody's really come along and given you the attention that you need and bigged you up for what you should be, you know, no, what 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 they should be doing. They kind of just left you to your own devices. I know some schools are putting on sort of remote learning and stuff like that, but to an extent, you've just been left to your own devices, and you know that can be quite. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say destructive. It can be, it can be a distraction for you actually going on to the next leg of your journey. You've got to go on and do the next part of your journey. Remember, life is a journey; it's not a destination. Is it, but I think, I think right now it's it's quite difficult to sort of map your journey if you don't know whether you'll be able to go back to it any time soon. Um, go back to what? It's going back to normality. We'll get back to normality. I mean, we will adapt and we will evolve. If this is, you know, if this coronavirus is is said to be a seasonal thing that's going to come back every year, we will adapt and we will learn to live with it, like we do with most things. But you, 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 you have to. You, you can't sit there and forever say, "What if? What if? What if? What if? What if?" Yeah. Yes. You. You never did actually do your A level exams. Do you know what? Could you have done better? You'll never know. Don't dwell on it. Why are you dwelling on it? Don't dwell on it because, because I, I do think it's hard. It's hard to move on from something that you worked so hard for. You can, I, I, I agree with you. Have time to think about it, but don't dwell on it. You can't change it. We cannot. Do you know what this is? And, and this is nobody's fault. Well, Trump may think it's somebody's fault, but COVID nineteen happened. You know, deal with it. That's that. That's the bottom line we have to deal with it and you're not alone i think you can deal with it i mean i would i would i think it's probably beneficial for you to actually have conversations like this where you can talk and if anybody's out there and and they haven't done this i think you should definitely go and talk to someone just to get it off your chest and say you know this is how i feel you know have a mad five minutes go outside and i don't know punch the wall or whatever it is you have to do to get it out of your system and 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 if you you know if you don't if you if you're not the kind of person that likes to necessarily talk about it, go write it down, and then give it to someone to read, or just keep it for yourself. Or if you can't find someone to read it, send it to me. I'll read it. Um, but you have to get it out of your system, and then you've got to learn that this is not this this COVID nineteen is not going to define who you are. Mm. COVID nineteen will not shape the course of your life and your future 
And they are the most important things I think that you guys have got to realise. You've got to grab it by the balls and say, no, I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. And I'm going to go on to the next leg of my journey. I, under, I understand that. But right right now, when we're in what is, I don't know, deemed the, the thick of it, um, I think it can, it can be quite hard to sort of manage manage your time, manage uh, money, manage and everything else that comes along with being like a fresh out of school student. But this again to but that again tells you something, doesn't it? It tells you that you function best, human beings function best when they have structure. Yeah, 100%. Right? So if we, if you were still going to school now and we hadn't got to the end of A levels yet, you wouldn't be feeling this way. No, of course. Right? Not. You'd be you'd be reveling in the well, not reveling in the idea of doing an A level exam, but you'd be reveling in the idea of of having to come to the end of something and, you know, closing a chapter of your life. So I would encourage you all to get a form of structure in your life right now. Like, for instance, you know, I get up in the morning. Uh, what's the first thing me and mum do? We take the dogs for a walk. Mm. That's your exercise. Then you come home and then you go about doing all the things that you know, you, you've, well, A, around the house, there are lots of things that need doing, but you fill your day with, with some form of structure. Yeah, I say no, to I, myself, I'm going to do this at this stage I and think, I'm going to do this at this stage. I think that that um, that is definitely a topic that we can talk about um, on on maybe a later later sort of episode. Um, but I think that the thing that I, I can take away from this whole thing with A-levels is that as you said, everyone loves normality and structure. I mean, for 18 years, I went to school, I came home, I ate food, I went to bed. I mean, that was my structure. Um, and I think that now it's just about picking your feet up and sort of going and trying to make something of the time that you have. Um, and I think, I think that's where... That's... You have to remember that... Just not, not, not actually coming to the end of the A level course and actually walking out of school with A levels or in some cases GCSEs that you actually studied for and then you sat down and did an exam. You know you can't. Don't look at it as as you know it's been a complete waste of time. The the two years that you've been studying for your A levels and you know five years in senior school prior to A levels. They've all had, they've all been very important because just think about what what defines you as a person, what shaped you as a person. It was the influences of parents, guardians, teachers, people you meet influence you and that's what shapes you and that's that's how you evolve, that's how you learn. So there has been something good to have come out of this in the sense of you come out the other end of the educational factory with with certain, you know, morals, principles, you know, whatever you want to call it. Just because you didn't walk out with a couple of A-levels, three A-levels on a piece of paper that someone hadn't had a little chat about and then given to you, it doesn't, you know, school is not a complete waste of time, right? And in the sense of you haven't wasted your time. Mm. It's defined who you are today. Yeah, of course. And, and it's allowed you to do, the, you know, some of the things that 
you know, you, you necessarily wouldn't have done if you'd have gone to a different school and met somebody else. Yeah, 100%. And I, I, un- I understand that fully. And I hope that many others sort of understand that. And don't just think that everything that they've sort of done in their lives has been a waste up until this point. Imagine if you imagine if you imagine if you'd never gone to school, right? Imagine if you'd never gone to school, right? Yeah, it's a bit hard to imagine, but no, yeah. like you've never gone to school, you've never met any teachers, you've never met any other kids, pupils, whatever you want to call them, friends, etc., etc. You have stayed at home for the last eighteen years. Imagine we've been in lockdown for eighteen years, right? Mm. Jesus, man, we would be the most boring people in the world because we wouldn't have any. You would be, there, again. There's no but, substance to your life. Well, no, not that there's no substance. You wouldn't necessarily have been defined. Your character wouldn't have evolved, right? Mm. Well, a character would have evolved. You would be the completely different person to who you are now. Yeah. Because those influences and experiences that you have had over the years would never be there for you to draw upon as a character. So therefore, well, it's impossible to tell. You'll never know what it is. So I don't think you could dwell on... Don't dwell on this scenario of like, oh, you know, school's out, or A-levels, how are they going to come, etc., etc. Don't, don't, don't live in the past. Dream about the future, but live in the present. Mm. And, and, and this COVID thing tells us that we need to be on our game 110% of the time because you don't know what is going to happen in the future. Yeah, 100%. This could quite easily... I know I was, I was walking the dogs this morning with mum and I actually said to her, could you ever in your... Could you have ever imagined that this would happen in our lifetime? And we both looked at each other and said, no. Not in today's society, technological advancements, wherever we are now. You could never, ever have imagined this happening. No one would have predicted it. That's no. all. Apart from me back in September 2019, probably. Oh, of course, right. But, <laughs> so, you know, to all those kids out there that have had GCSEs and A-levels cancelled, we'll talk about, you know, certain things that you can do going forward on a, on a later stage. But to all you kids out there who weren't taking GCSEs or weren't taking A-levels, you just got interrupted for a term to an extent. I have deepest sympathy for you as well because it's it's definitely difficult to catch up, etc, etc, etc. And the workload you're going to go back to is hard. But just learn that you don't know what is around the corner. And because you don't know what is around the corner, make sure you put your maximum effort into everything you do. And do things that you're passionate about. And do things that that inspire you. And do things that, you know, go that extra mile. Work ethic. All these things are super important. Because you never know... What's coming. What's coming. And yeah. you don't know. And what you do today could have a consequence... On something that happens in the future. On something that happens yeah. in the future. You might never, ever know that consequence. Because you know you were saying about, oh... I'm going to be given my A levels based on the you know based on me working hard for two years. Oh well, then a couple of people are going to have a little chat and they're just going to give me a grade. That's how the that's how the real world works. Yeah, that's how promotions, bonuses, hiring, firing. That's how it works. Mm. You come in, you do something. Two other people go away, have a little conversation, and they come back and give you the result. That's how the real world works. Mm. So you might never know. You, you might do something today that has a consequence on your future 
but you might ever never know that it's what you did today that had that consequence in the future. Yeah. Do you, do you get my point? Yeah, 100%. Remember, somebody is always watching. Of course. And I think I think that um that's probably a good good point to end on. Um hmm. <laughs> uh, uh thank you for listening today and uh we'll see you all see or, or you'll have us listen to us next time. Um from from me goodbye and from dad as well or Simon. Sayonara. Sayonara. Right. Adios. <laughs>